He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Thursday. It's Thursday already. It is the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. I'm here with Barry Kite. Our chartered financial analyst, man, there's a lot to talk about here today. Another very heavy news day uh, in the economy, uh, earnings, uh, upgrades, downgrades, weird stuff. Got a little bit of that to talk about, too. Uh, right now, you've got uh, the Dow. Let's see. i got to get over here to my right page. The Dow is uh, up uh, right now. After uh, that big loss there on uh, Tuesday, we've had two up days in a row. The Dow's up 174 to 38,598. The S&P's up nine. It's back above 5,000. It's at 5,009. NASDAQ down 36, however. I'm going to say it's mostly Alphabet. The company also known as Google. There's news on it today. NASDAQ's down 38. To 15,821. Small caps up 1.4% as interest rates uh, are down today. Oil's up 46 cents to 77.10. Gold's up 1140 to 2015. And that all important 10 year, which uh, really drives the multiples in the market, the 10 year's down six basis points right now to 4.21. So welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. Uh, we've had uh, <laughs> kind of a wild ride this week. Tuesday was the wildest when the Dow was down 525 points. But it looks like by the dip, BTD is uh, still uh, the rule of the day in the market. Uh, the, the Dow now has uh, has been up the last two days since that big sell-off. Uh, it was up 151 and is following through again today. And, of course, the NASDAQ, which really got tanked on Tuesday, well, you know what? They came right back into it yesterday, Barry. The NASDAQ was up 203 points. Huge moves from Uber yesterday. Uh, and this SMCI, Super Microcomputer SMCI, which we own in our emerging growth I mean, portfolio, it's up yeah. again today. I mean, does it like? I mean, how do how do you? I guess you just have new new valuations every day for, for that stock. Right? <sighs> that shows you how yeah, far the analysts were like <laughs> yeah. off like four or five months ago. Uh, so, anyways, you know the, still the market trying to catch up. It looks like yeah, the markets regained their footing yesterday. Uh, after that wild ride on uh, the hotter-than-expected inflation report, CPI report, on a tenth, Tuesday. A tenth hot, right. We said it was, uh, I think the market sell-off was a little bit of an overreaction. And uh, so far, we're right. The market's rebounded the last two days, although the NASDAQ is down a little bit here today. Here's I've got two weird stories today. The Lyft CEO apologizes for the typo that sent the company yeah, stock up 67%. Ouch. 
what in the heck is going on there? <laughs> yeah, it had to do with the growth rate. <laughs> <laughs> CEO David Risher said a clerical error unintentionally added another zero to the earnings margin growth, catapulting the stock 67% on Tuesday in after-hours trading. Now, that means that somebody bought that stock uh, when it was up 60%, 65%, 66%. There were buyers up there. The margins errors in the press release for the fourth quarter published on Tuesday pointed to growth of 500 yeah. basis points when it meant to say 50 basis points yeah so instead of uh, 50 percent it was uh going to 550 percent but now, yeah the, the margin expansion what <laughs> the announcement when it happened uh it was after hours and so we of course even after hours trading right is much thinner and uh and so it even you know, uh, you know made the really boom the stock for a moment and then of course i'm sure somebody was stuck holding the bag right yeah it could have been some programs that were written you know to buy the stock if margins went up so much or or people that read the report and said wow look at this i better get in i would think that they would have a case against uh, the ceo now, in a Bloomberg interview, Risher says the company's working to ensure this mistake will not happen again. This was a bad error, he said, and assured and assured that it was corrected within seconds of finding it. Uh, so, anyways, Lyft did end up about thirty-three percent on Wednesday. Yeah, it was it was still a good report, but yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that, that but it good. lost uh, half of its gains uh, from the uh, error. Now, second. Not second. Uh, this isn't a weird story, uh, but it's kind of a surprising story. Nvidia, which overtook who did Nvidia? They overtook Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Now they overtake Google, Alphabet, to become the third largest U.S. company. So you know, look. I mean, look. Nvidia has our largest position. Uh, Nvidia continues to roll. Uh, it is a wake-up call, however, to think that it's now valued uh, larger than Amazon. Uh, it is a bit of a wake-up call here to think that it's now valued larger than Google. Companies that have been around a lot longer than NVIDIA, uh, especially, you know, And NVIDIA, have wider arrays, and have wider arrays of businesses that yeah. they're in also. I mean, you know, they, I mean they're in you know, this chip business, right? <laughs> and that's really it compared to Amazon that pretty much is in every aspect of Yes. Well, okay, I'm just putting things in perspective. Now, I need Barry's commentary on this. Retail sales shock to the downside in the January print. Did you check that yeah, out? Yeah, that was the it'd be it'd be more interesting to see kind of the, the next two uh, retail reports after this. But yeah, a lot of it weather related because you got to remember it was uh, it's January data and you had the uh, when you had the, the videos of the uh, electric cars getting pushed down the road right in the ice storm. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, really a lot of the uh, spending that you see here actually it was was you know, really driven weather related in terms of uh, things you didn't didn't buy because you were you know, stuck inside. Or and and there's around. always a hangover buying hangover after Christmas. From November you know? and I mean, January, like, from November and December as well. Uh, consumers are exhausted outside of taking returning the shirt that Aunt Martha got you, the plaid shirt. You know, there's a. It's just kind of like, yeah, man, we're exhausted. We got to take a break here. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. But yeah. I do think it's leading to this drop 
in interest rates today, uh, in the and, and, and the little bit of the rally in the bond market. Then, if you think, well, the economy is starting to slow down, then you look at the next report: <laughs> initial jobless claims. claims, which come out every Thursday. A very good barometer of the health of the economy. How many people got laid off last week? Yeah, well, 212. 212,000 people, which, you know, I've seen numbers up around 800,000, 1 million, especially during uh, COVID. Uh, but these uh, initial jobless claims, they're just not laying off people. Now, bad companies are laying off people, uh, but uh, uh, as a whole, it's a very vibrant uh, jobs uh, uh, picture out there, and uh, you should not have any trouble finding a job uh, if you need a job. Uh, but, you know, again, there's, there's soft spots in the economy. I would say most of the spot, soft spots are in tech. Well, and yeah, and tech has you know, t- done some trimming, and really it's just because they've kind of been lax in terms of, uh, in terms of you know, uh, you know, being a little indulgent on the employee side, yeah, right? So they find yeah. you know, that was kind of the place that they uh, that they had to, to cut some cost, or you know, have been criticized in the past in terms of uh, just in terms of you know running a business, if you will. Yeah, and I also uh, you know uh, I, I read too that uh, well, you've got uh, people, you've still got a very tight labor market. We've got kids at uh, fast food restaurants earning twenty bucks an hour right now. <laughs> so that jobs picture still looks okay. Okay, the weakness in Europe is concerning. Yesterday we talked about the eurozone up only one point one. Now a big part of that, Germany is obviously the biggest player in the eurozone, but the UK is probably number two, uh, and then Italy. UK's GDP contracts zero point three percent in Q four twenty twenty three entering into a technical recession. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, they're in a technical recession and Japan, I believe Japan came uh, came back the same way. So. Yes, uh, Japan's uh, also in a technical recession, which is two straight down quarters. Okay, now there's about three giant gainers today. I got time probably to mention one before we have to go to break here. Digital World Acquisition, which was a SPAC, a blank check firm, is surging. uh, It's 18% uh, after the SEC, and I'm surprised they did this, approved its merger with Trump Media and Technology Company. So I suppose that the the ticker will be changing, and uh, the stock's hitting 52 as a $2 billion company right now. We'll be right back. Back here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, if anything, the market has strengthened a little bit since the start of the show. The Dow's now up 209, uh, and the NASDAQ is down just 15 right now, so it's cutting uh, its loss there. Uh, the other news out there is what is NVIDIA investing in? Okay, I, I saw a lot of companies that are riding NVIDIA's coattails here. Uh, I can't think of a better example than Super Microcomputer, SMCI, 
Barry, that thing's on its way to a thousand. Okay, it's nine forty-three today. Nine hundred and forty-three dollars. Now we bought that. Look at it, that chart. It's unbelievable. And you the know? volume. I mean, and the the volume is what really is amazing. Yes, maybe the Reddit guys are on it. I don't, I don't know, know, but uh, I don't. So okay, at nine forty-five, it's at nine hundred and forty-five dollars per share. We own 16 stocks in our emerging growth portfolio. Now, this is where I have my Roth IRA uh, because I kind of like the really young, exciting companies that, you know, could turn out to be something really big someday. And I mean, they're obviously a lot higher risk. Uh, their Oscar is in that account. The Taste is in that portfolio. The one that Burger King bought, Zscaler, is in that portfolio. SMCI is now up. Since we bought it, August 14th of last year, August 14th. So this is what, anniversary, uh, September, October, November. This is about the, we've owned it for six months. It's up 251%. We have clients that work there, right? We have a couple clients that work yeah. at SMCI. Uh, and I asked them about it, you know, when they uh, transferred in. They said, well, we're riding the wave right now. Yeah. What does SMCI do? They make the uh, servers that this AI uh, needs uh, to uh, to do what it does. We bought two hundred. Uh, we bought it at two sixty nine. It's now nine forty five. When do you sell it? Well, when they're a small company. I mean, they're a small company, and so in the, in the, to get that growth rate, right? I mean, it uh, you know once they are able to pick up the revenue it it, it i mean it had i mean it, it's it blasts off in terms of well, uh, revenue i would say it's like a jet taken off the uh, off the runway okay so if you look at their last couple of quarters and then the their latest quarter you know they were running at a growth rate of uh, they had a 30% quarter up 30% and a 14% then all of a sudden this quarter that they reported here uh, recently their sales were up 103%. Their earnings were up 71%. So that's like where the afterburners came in. <laughs> Just before the ascent, That that's a breakthrough quarter for them. Now, can they string four quarters in a row like that? Eight quarters in a row? Three years in a row? Uh, you know, that remains to be seen. But, you know, even uh, I'm looking at their earnings estimates for next year of $25 per share. 25 and it's trading at 953. You're trading at a 38 forward PE ratio even after this right. uh, hot run. Well, in that 38, you get a thing. I mean, an- analyst estimates for year earnings are 80, you know, 82, 83% uh, yeah, over year earnings growth. Per- that's right. So you're still getting, I mean, it's still a, a not even, you know, a peg ratio of, of much under one, um, you know, basically almost a half. So you can, I mean, you can argue that it's, you could actually argue that it's undervalued. Yes, and, and I mean, the street obviously <laughs> thinks it is because they can't buy it fast enough. Yeah, now, right. eventually, it's going to hit 30,000 feet and start to level off, and you can unbuckle your seatbelt and probably uh, start off loading some at some point in time. But for right now, I mean, it has so much momentum behind it. And also has a ten and a half percent short interest, which also is driving oh, the stock they're higher. They're getting killed. You, yeah, I mean. So, anyways, okay, that's one riding Nvidia's coattail. Another one is Soundhound. I'm seeing a lot of people jump on this thing, which is uh, an AI platform. That's the that's the voice thing where you can uh, take someone's voice. 
hi, Bill, this is Taylor Swift calling, or whatever it is, you know, uh, mimicking people's voices. Soundhound is just a little tiny thing, but it's up 50% today. Why? Because NVIDIA disclosed, which every, uh, you know, I guess it must have been uh, the, what do they call I'm not sure what filing that is when you have to list your holdings. All of these uh, wealth funds and uh, and hedge funds, which I'm seeing a lot of hedge fund reports here today, but Nvidia disclosed that they have an investment in Arm Holdings. Okay, Arm, that must have came out a few days ago because Arm is settling in now, but it had a massive run. Uh, they have a holding in Soundhound, which I just mentioned, Chinese self-driving truck maker Too Simple, T S P H. Uh, which uh, is a 55 cent stock. Uh, it's up 57 percent today because of because uh, of the news. <laughs> yeah, because they disclosed, and they also they have a stake in a biotech RXRX, which is a good symbol. It's up only seven percent today, and then they have Nano Imaging, uh, which I believe is an Israeli stock, uh, radiation uh, imaging stock. It's up 67 percent today. Because I guess everything that uh, NVIDIA touches turns to gold. Well, okay. Now, earnings. <clears throat> well, we're going to get some, I, we're going to get applied materials tonight. That's kind of a big one. And Roku, those are probably the two really big ones. Uh, and DoorDash, you know, DoorDash is a stock of today. It definitely is. It's not something that I had when I was a kid or a teenager or in college or, uh, you know, not until like the last uh, maybe five years, seven years, something like that. And it seems to be booming right now. When Lyft uh, and Uber, and Lyft and Uber have you know, both had good reports. Beautiful right? reports. So, uh, you know, so you would, you would think, you know, DoorDash is in that realm. Obviously, they're not moving people around, but they're certainly moving uh, moving you know, goods around. Well, who's laying off? Morgan Stanley said to axe several thousand, not hundred, thousand staffers in the wealth division. Morgan Stanley is planning to lay off several thousand staffers in a cost-cutting measure, according to a Wednesday media report. One of the first big moves under the new CEO, Ted Pick, uh, who succeeded James Gorman. And, you know, I noticed they got rid of Chris or Mike Wilson. They didn't get rid of him. Yeah, they moved him from, uh, from you, know, where, you know, whatever his role was to, to some other role to focus on, you know, um, some other piece or, or product of the business. Yeah, so anyways, you know, I like to have company own stocks where they're hiring and not laying people off. Morgan Stanley has 80,000 employees overall, down from 82,000 the year before, and they're laying off thousands. Okay, and last, uh, the U.K., I don't know. I haven't been to the U.K. lately, but i got to imagine there's an, uh, an overweight problem like we have. Eli Lilly, obesity drug. Terzepatide is being rolled out in the UK. Well, I got to believe it's going to eventually be rolled out all over the world. Uh, and I also believe uh, that uh, this could become the first trillion dollar drug stock. And I think that this drug could become the biggest selling drug of all time. We'll be right back.
This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. And welcome back here to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, I would say the reason the Dow is up, 144, and the Nasdaq's down, I'm going to blame Alphabet, uh, Google. It's uh, selling off uh, by 2.9% today as OpenAI, which is the company behind chat gpt which is uh has a big investment from microsoft which gave microsoft a big lead over google and ai and of course we've been saying barry that i'm sure microsoft is after search getting some of that share of search which is very uh lucrative away from google and uh with yeah, ai yeah, and they're the ones that are going to protect it, right? When you think of uh, when you think of disruptions, right? They're in this instance, they're really protecting against disruption, uh, than uh, you know, trying not to be disrupted, right? Usually, <laughs> yeah, when you're yeah, the leader, they're always chipping away at you. Okay, that's just the way it is. They're all trying to take a piece of your market share, and uh, reportedly, OpenAI is working on a web search product that could place it further in competition with Sundar Pichai's lead tech giant. And uh, I would say that uh, Google Alphabet on my worry list, okay? I, I think, I don't know, they haven't really executed here. They had a really good quarter uh, that they reported with uh, earnings up 42%, sales up 13%. I hope they don't become... An apple, you know what I'm saying? When they announce a dividend, I'll really be worried about Google. They don't have a dividend yield at all. Uh, And they, and I mean, they, they're what you're paying for there, right? Or what the risk is, right? Is that they 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 can't execute, right? Because what what AI does is obviously it's kind of reshuffling the cards, right? And so now you have a new set of potential winners and losers, and essentially they have to win that game again, right? They've already you know won the game in terms of search once once, and now they have to you know kind of reshuffle the cards. And here's a new season, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, we've got uh, Google. Uh, is ranked number 372 overall in the app with 71% upside potential. So, you know, it's not like the strongest stock out there right now. Uh, it was up 65% last year. I mean, it's one of the fabulous seven, I would imagine. Uh, and it's up about 5% so far this year. But, uh, you know, I, I've seen continued chipping away at their, their search business and their, their, their very lucrative uh, advertising business. Coinbase stock jumps after J.P. Morgan upgrades it to a neutral. Now, how exciting is that, all right? 
we think the stock is no longer a sell. It's a neutral. We're neutral on it. Bang, it's up 5.1%. Coinbase, uh, you know, obviously is very dependent upon the price of Bitcoin. It trades more on the price of Bitcoin uh, than anything else. And, uh, you know, with all of these ETFs out there, I think that would be kind of bad for Coinbase. But they are looking to uh, make a little profit. They just Their, their most recent quarter was actually profitable. They'll rep- be reporting on uh, February the 15th. That's today, after the close of the market. Okay, now, we talk about good stocks, bad stocks, ugly stocks all the time. Uh, you know, I'm not saying they're bad companies, but they're bad stocks. Cisco is the uh, the poster child of of a stock of yesteryear. Now, I remember the day when Cisco, everybody had to own. Cisco was the NVIDIA, really, back in the year uh, 2001, 2002, back in that time period when networking was all the rage and the networking company, some of them aren't even around anymore, but Novell uh, was yeah, a networking. The, the switches, right? The, but then it became switches for the big Internet companies yeah. and the big telecom providers, and Cisco owned that market. Uh, and living in San Diego, I can remember Cisco had one of their annual parties they basically rented the whole downtown for, for Cisco employees. We, we had the gas lamp district in San Diego, which is Fifth Avenue. Yeah, John uh, Chambers, wasn't that his yes. name? Yes. Yeah, and right and they had there. about, there's about 50 restaurants right there on that Fifth Avenue. And uh, I walked by it one day. Uh, we were living downtown. I walked by there in the evening. And they had the whole Fifth Avenue carpeted, uh, you know, for maybe two blocks. They had it roped off to the public. Uh, and they had uh, bands playing, and it was a massive party for just Cisco, right? <laughs> now, that's when Cisco was flying high. They were one of the highest flyers of all time. Now, I see a lot of guys, uh, portfolio managers today and money managers, thinking they got to own Cisco uh, because of the name. It has not had any growth for years. Look at this quarter they report. Their sales are down 6% year-over-year. Their earnings are down 1% year-over-year. This has now become basically an AT&T, right? A a non-growth entity. They pay a dividend of 3.2%. It's dead money. And... But you know what? Look, uh, if if somebody's a member of the Dow, I believe. Yeah, if someone's managing money, nobody's going to p- complain if they put them into Cisco. They think it's still a, the stock it once was, right? Years and years and years and years ago. Uh, but over the last five years, it's a six percent grower, and it pays a three percent dividend yield, which are all the classic uh, signs of a of basically a non growth company. So. You know, when people transfer stocks, when people transfer uh, portfolios to me, the first thing I do is clean them up. Uh, on a, uh, not everything all on one day. I mean, every day I go through all my holdings here at the firm. Uh, and uh, I have a little note here on the Cisco chart. Somebody had transferred some in <laughs> about a month ago, and I have a little mark there that I sold it. I mean, there was, there's no reason to own it, in my opinion. Uh, and so anyways, and the stock is down 1.7% on just a very, very dull 
Cisco also said that it will let go of approximately 5% of its workforce as it looks to realign its organization to focus on growth areas. Well, we know what Cisco should be pursuing, AI, somehow. Uh, You know, they need to become an AI company. Now, here's the report I really like, okay? The U.S. automakers, uh, the foreign automakers are running circles around Ford and GM. And I'm talking uh, Toyota, and I'm talking Stellantis, okay? Stellantis is based in the Netherlands. I mean, this is Lee Iacocca Chrysler. Uh, This is where it is now. But they also have other brands, Jeep, Fiat, Dodge, Alfa Alfa Romeo, Maserati. Uh, Stellantis had just a knock-it-out-of-the-park. If you get the newsletter, you'll know that uh, we own this in our dividend and growth portfolio. Now, here's a stock that, when we bought it, it was paying a 6% dividend yield. Uh, the stock is up uh, having a very nice day today. It's up 5% today uh, on a very good report. Uh, and in addition to that, they're going to raise their dividend, and they're going to initiate a share buyback. So that's a pretty good report, Barry. It doesn't get much better than that uh, with Stellantis. And guess what the P.E. ratio is? Four. That's right. right. Yeah. Now, I remember when you, when you, when you added it to the mix and, uh, yeah. and, and looking at the P.E. there. And it's, you know, in that, I mean, that business in general has been tough and, you know, in terms of, um, particularly from an R&D and, you know, expense side of things. And that's where, uh, you know, our domestic automakers have made uh, you know big investments into you know say the the EV side, right? And you know those those investments are still you know to be seen if they're pay, you know going to pay off from a return on investment standpoint. And uh, you know some of these other companies out there, particularly as you mentioned Toyota, and you I think you sent a chart out last week on Toyota and. Uh, uh, Toyota's the, killing it on the hybrid side. Yeah, yeah. so it's just a different, uh, it's a different investment path, right? And they've invested heavily into the hybrid side of the equation. So. Okay, now just for fun, you know, Stellantis S T L A is the same four letters as Tesla. Okay, right? T S L A. It's just what is that? <laughs> is that almost almost backwards? But uh, put those two side by side, compare the valuations, compare the charts. Uh, compare the P.E. ratios uh, right on down the line, I'd take Stellantis uh, any day of the week. Now, I'm just going to see what the app was saying about it before this big uh, report today. It was ranked number 222 yesterday with uh, 79% upside potential. Stellantis was up 72% last year, and it's now up about 15% this year quietly moving on the radar while everybody's talking about tsla it's stla that's killing it we'll be right back And welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. Let's contrast a couple more stocks. They're not really similar stocks, but one is flying higher today, uh, and one is just kind of uh, sinking today. 
Let's go with the sinker first, deer. All right, so, you know, look, I mean, it's not a big growth engine anymore. Uh, it has slowed down. This quarter that they reported, their sales were up 11. Their sales were down 1%, really slowing down. Uh, and their earnings uh, are up 11%. But, you know, they're looking for a 17% drop in earnings this year and maybe a 1% gain next year. It's really slowed down considerably. And that, and that I mean, that uh, equipment's not cheap. And, of course, in, in times of higher interest rates, right, it, uh, it's harder. To, uh, a lot of times that, that will pin on demand, certainly in, in items that, uh, you know, may would would have used to finance. And certainly the price tag on some of those uh, on those uh, wow. pieces of equipment are pretty expensive. So. Yes. Now, okay, Deer in the app ranked yesterday number 2,529, 62% upside potential. That's easy for me uh, just in that five seconds that that took. Say, I have no interest in the stock. And uh, it is down 4.9% today. I'm sure it's a member of the S&P 500. $103 billion company in a Moline, Illinois. Uh, down 4.9%. Now, back to the emerging growth portfolio that only has 16 stocks in it. Now, i got to tell you that over the last five years uh, since I started it, it has not been a good environment for uh, small caps. It was the COVID year was good for that and, and part of 2021. <laughs> and micro caps, uh, We've got a stock that's now become a large cap out of that group, and that's uh, uh, that's uh, SMCI. It's a fifty-two billion dollar company now. Yeah, what, what did it start? What in, in the what did world? It start six months ago. Oh my gosh! Okay, now I can't say this wasn't going to become us, but I bought one that was was showing up, popping on the on the app uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that's the business they're in. Uh, I'll read you the uh, description here of what they do for a living. The symbol is app. That ought to give you a clue. APP ranked number 46 yesterday. Now, the average person on Wall Street's never heard of this thing, uh, I doubt, right? And I doubt that the average person driving around or managing their own portfolios, I found it because the app found it. APP. Yesterday, I mean, a month ago, it was ranked number 17. Today, it's ranked 46. That's out of 5,400 with 92% upside potential. This stock was up 345% last year. Uh, we own it in our, uh, in our emerging growth portfolio, which is obviously the most high-powered, highfalutin. Uh, we bought it in August of last year. Uh, and it's having a whale of a day here today. They reported s- terrific earnings. They develop mobile an, a mobile app ecosystem by helping app developers like me to market, monetize, analyze, and publish their apps. And I have an appointment to talk with them uh, about the Best Stocks Now app. I don't really know what it is exactly they do. I'm going to find out. But the stock is up 23% today on 12 times normal volume. Uh, and that's one we own in our, <laughs> that's our best performance. Just those two stocks alone, SMCI, 
uh, and uh, app. What other? What else do you own in that portfolio? Well, <laughs> we own some other good ones in that portfolio, including Oscar, uh, and including Decker's Outdoor, and about seven or eight, nine others. You can see what's in that portfolio by getting two free weeks of the newsletter, GunnersonCapital.com. And, of course, you got to read through. I'm not recommending. you got to go through all the disclosures that yeah, we put out high, there. Uh, and yeah, there's some high-power stuff. some high-octane in that small-cap high-octane. Uh, microspace. We've had some losers, big losers in that. But, you know, look, I try to limit it to 13 14 15% maybe. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> that's, the, uh, that's the emerging growth portfolio. That's where we try to find the stocks of tomorrow. Well, AppLovin is now a $19 billion company. So anyways, uh, that's another one that has reported here today and blew it. And I'm going to, I have an appointment to talk to them. Now there's here, this is one on my, this will be the last one I talk about. There's one on my watch list here. It's called JFrog. The symbol is frog. I don't really know. Uh, it's up 27% today. It has been highly ranked in the app, and I watch it uh, on a daily basis uh, because it's uh, it's number 15. It's the number 15 ranked stock overall, 135% upside potential. And that one's going to catch your eye, the name. Yeah, Frog uh, provides bite. Now listen to the description of what they do. Now, I know a coder's going to understand this and a uh, you know, a, a guy who does uh, programming and whatnot, pro- provides binary repository management solution for software distribution to software developers. That's what they do. JFrog is a $5 billion company. And, of course, it's headquartered in Sunnyvale, California, there in the Silicon Valley. Uh, but uh, they've got something going on there. What can I say? Their quarter, their earnings were up 375%. Their sales are up 27%. And look at their last four quarters. Uh, earnings up 500%, earnings up 650%, earnings up 650 and this time 375%. I don't own it. We don't own it. Stock up 27% today on 23 times normal volume. The symbol's easy to remember. It's frog. F-R-O-O-G. Okay, what's today? It's Thursday. Okay, well, about, you know, later on today, I'm starting to put together my uh, thought process. I have uh, 800 and, uh, 945 charts to look at today. Ugh, that's a lot, but I enjoy it. Uh, that's how I spot things like this uh, early on. Uh, the, the app points me as eliminated 5,500 from, or, or 4,500 from today's list. Narrowed it down to 934. I'm going to see if I can find anything better than what I like now or what we own now. Uh, and if I can, uh, you know, find the next uh, SMCI or the next app loving, whatever the case may be. To get two free weeks of the newsletter, uh, GundersonCapital.com. Now, and, and to set up an appointment with us to talk to us about managing your uh, portfolios, 855-611-BEST. That's 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 